0: Show with Tom and Dolly on Triple M. Rock, 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 rock. Stupid management. The people are real. The cases are real. This
1: is Tom and Dolly. I just called
2: to
3: say. Um, I'm sitting back um, babysitting me son's dog. He's going over to Zimbabwe for baby. One, two, three, four...
4: It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple H.
5: Oh, seriously, that's how I feel after a long weekend, Ollie. Just a bit, like, mumbly. Oh, that guy, yeah. What was yeah. he
4: saying, Zimbabwe?
5: Oh, gonna, know. Who knows, knows who mate? We get some lovely people involved in our show. We have questions, that's what we do, and we love your calls. Uh,
4: long weekend, though, Tom, how good is that? Uh, I was going to say, though, Yeah. Uh, long weekend, often a time where you maybe you've caught up with some friends or family, Australia yep. Day. Mm-hmm. Um, always come away from a long weekend like that and reassessing. You know, friends and family, and who you who you like. And <laughs> what you're, do you mean? No, you, you, do you do that? Do you sort of come away going, I actually re- really like this guy, or I, 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 I less like this guy now?
5: I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, the good I news don't is, you're, anything. You're
4: oh, <laughs> that's a lie. Good news is you're in the good books. Oh, thanks, you had man. a good weekend. Yeah, we're at a wedding. Yeah, Beto. Ah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding Oh, Mutual just, friend of
5: ours uh, It doesn't make sense Hey, tonight we have got Mumford and Sons on the show We got to catch up with them When they are in Australia We got to catch up with them at their, uh, at sound, their check. sound check Which yep. was absolutely incredible But they're not the biggest guests on the show, Ollie Tonight That's what they are We have a Yowie hunter on the show That's right Australia's version of Bigfoot This guy, Dean Harrison right? He hunts for Yowies as a full-time gig yep. Cannot wait to talk to him but, Tom, to start the show, uh, I
4: believe if your mum didn't say the phrase, it's all fun and games till someone gets hurt, yeah. she wasn't your mum. Oh. Uh, and up next, uh, play fighting gone wrong, Tom. Oh, uh, a football player has got himself in hot water, embarrassed himself heavily after a play fight's gone wrong.
5: Stick around. you with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Mumford and Sons, not far away. Can't believe we got to sit down at their sound check. You'll check it. You'll hear it very soon.
4: Tom, we... um. Oh, you, your error just threw me off, and I was like, "What are you saying?" there? Um,
5: a footy player has been left very red faced.
4: Oh no! After actually more than red faced, have after... they got
5: naked again, Ollie? Has there been no. n- naked footy players again? Because if no. there have, you need to let me know. I'm on full alert. No, poor this guy Alex. There's <laughs> it, it no, there's no nudity here. Oh. There might have been,
4: what a shame. Uh, but a bit of a, a play fight gone wrong after an Australia Day. You know, drinking session. I oh, think um, you're not really a play fighting kind of guy, but oh, I, I hate
5: it. I you, hate the
4: argy bargy. Oh, it's, it's really annoying because you go, you want to go in for a bit of a oh, come here, I'll grab you. You go, oh, stop, stop. You and Lawrence Mooney, me. the Moon Man, love a little argy bargy, oh, don't we you? Love a fake biffo, yeah, little box. Yeah. Uh, most men do, Tom, and uh, and, <laughs> and and this this guy Alex, he's really uh, embarrassed himself because oh. he's literally broken his arm. He's had a few drinks, <laughs> uh, fallen in the gutter yeah. after his mate gave him a bit of a, a bit of a tangle, mm. and um, the re- the reason why it's so bad you wouldn't maybe get this because you don't get sport, oh. but honestly, as a as a football player or any sporting person, like your one job is to be fighting fit and ready to go like for, for the start of season. I'm guessing.
5: For the, for the start for the, of the season, for, the for, dur- time. for during course, the season. For the whole time. End of the season. Oh, mate, it's, I know it. Don't You don't need to let me know. I'm just clarifying for those that yeah. don't know. <laughs> okay, good. At any point in the year,
4: that, that's their main job is just to be ready to go. Okay. And so to come to work and go, uh, <laughs> hey, I've actually broken my arm having yeah. a bit of a wrestle. Yeah. He's embarrassed. He's done a statement. Yeah. The, the statement, he did a little video for the for this club and uh, he, he's so sheepish and embarrassed and, and downtrodden and just sad yeah. that it's not worth playing.
5: Is it kind of like rocking up on the first day back at work if you're a carpenter and you've lost all your tools? Is it similar to that? Pretty like, similar. Is it kind of like rocking up and being like, really want to build your house? Yep, pretty similar. But don't, I've lost all my tools because we, we played hide the tools on Australia Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we played throw the tools on the
4: roof. <laughs> You know, well, who can throw yeah. it the furthest? Or, or like punching a wall with both hands. And so you both your wrists are broken. It's like, yeah, I can't build your house. But play fighting, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done it before. Yeah. Often uh, a great story comes out I of love it. me and the brother having a bit of a wrestle. And you wouldn't believe it, but I cut my head open. Uh, so, one triple three <laughs> five three is our number. Yeah. Give us a buzz. We'd love to hear stories. Play yeah. fight's gone wrong.
5: Play fight's gone wrong. Maybe it was from this long weekend just gone. Give us a call. One yeah, triple three yeah. five three. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Whoa. Walk on the wild side, Lou Reed. Walk on the wild side, indeed. Uh... Oh, pretty
4: serious chats uh, during the song there, but coming back and having fun <laughs> to, in despite of that. On <laughs> Tom and Ollie, Triple M. Yeah, good. Thank you, Good, mate. Tom. Uh, uh, pretty embarrassing if you uh, break your body, leg yes. or arm um, or otherwise, and your job is to play sport. Yeah. Uh, maybe you had a cracking long weekend over Australia Day, mm. but if you went too far, like Alex, the football player, he was doing a play fight, uh, and uh, his mate pushed him a bit too hard, mm. fell in the gutter, and oh. broke his arm. So he was out for six weeks. He t-
5: fell in the gutter? Six to
4: eight weeks, Tom. Uh, and the, the seasons you know, usually start around March, so... Oh. He's probably going to be on the sidelines, and he's just embarrassed as, as he should be.
5: Yeah, you don't want to rock up to work on the first day going, "Oh, I broke me on. Well, that's the thing. He did change
4: teams last, year, just in the last year, so he it almost like <laughs> oh, he, it is a
5: new job for him.
4: Oh, anyway, so we've asked for your play fights gone wrong stories on one triple three five three.
5: Hey, Louise. Hello. How are you, Louise?
2: Good, thanks. What wow. was the play
5: fight gone wrong, Louise?
2: Um, I was. Play fighting with my sister because she wouldn't give me a lift to the airport one day, and it just went a bit too far. And I tried to trip her over with my leg, and her weight pretty much bent my knee the wrong way and crushed my knee joint. Oh! Hey, but how, did, how does that how does that play out?
4: You say, "Give me a lift," she's like, "Nah," and you're like, "Yeah," and she's like, "No, no, no," and you're like, that's it, come here."
2: I'd asked. Well, I've got three sisters. I asked them all for a lift, and they'd all said they're busy, but then one sister dobbed her and said she's not busy she just and then she's like i just don't want to take you i can't be bothered
6: and you grabbed and her like,
2: you grabbed her <laughs> yeah i was like really
5: <laughs> so how long how long's the recovery from that little trip
2: i was on crutches for four months oh. and i like, learned to use my leg again and i had a massive operation i had about oh. 35 staples in there i've got a oh. humongous on know, 25 centimeters scar oh,
4: is the worst part louise the um explaining to someone who says oh, how'd you do it and it's yeah how'd you do it yeah, yeah let me guess to my sister let yeah.
5: me guess louise you didn't make it to the airport did you oh. no
2: i did yeah i caught oh. a flight flight from perth uh, sorry melbourne to perth oh. and then to esperance and then i <laughs> ended up having to fly back to perth and back to melbourne uh, and then... uh, okay <laughs> uh
5: riley on 133353 your play fight went wrong
2: yeah um
1: I was in um, high school and I was play fighting with a with a mate of mine
7: yeah, and
1: um, another friend of ours was filming it yeah, and right um, course, yeah. I went to bring him down and he sort of I threw him down onto my knee hyper extended my knee and had to go to the physio and stuff.
0: Oh.
3: I um I told my my parents that I did it while I was playing footy at school. <laughs> They found the video on YouTube after taking me to the physio for
4: what? a while. What your parents were scouring YouTube for play fights and they found you. Uh,
1: I don't I don't know who dobbed me in, but someone did. Oh. So i yeah, ended up copying it from then.
5: Nah. nah, Riley, no one dubbed you in, mate. Your dad just loves watching play fights <laughs> on YouTube. It's hilarious. Chris <laughs> on one triple three five three. What happened with you no know, what happened to you the play fight?
1: Uh, I was mucking around on my eleventh birthday, I got given a bike and thought I'd try and as you do, let the back back end drift out, do a nice big skid in front of your younger siblings, and
4: oh, a bit of tried to drift. scare the uh,
1: nine year old and ran over the five year old's foot.
4: Oh, oh. Um, your your own child?
1: My sister. So I was um. eleven. She was five on. Well, so it was twenty four, twenty five years ago. Yeah, yeah. She's still like like a scar with like a bit of a black mark through across oh. their foot now. Oh,
4: serious, serious scar, but a pretty serious skid as well, though. All oh. respect to you. Oh, exactly. It was
1: best way to celebrate a birthday, but. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. I owned it it the 21st, so instead of getting you a present, I said I deliberately did it, and owned <laughs> up to it all those years later, so I got out of it cheaply in the end. That's a
5: birthday yeah, scar. nice. Good oh, on you, Chris. 1-3-3-5-3. have you had a play fight gone wrong? Give us a call. You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Our interview with Mumford & Sons at the sound check is coming up very soon. We're hearing your stories about play fights gone wrong. Um, uh, footy players
4: uh, had a play fight over the Australia Day weekend. Oh. Couple of beers and then he fell in a gutter after them. his mate pushed him, uh, broken an arm, and uh, eight weeks out of the sport. So oh, it, uh, not a great preseason, but uh, on 13353, we'd love to hear your play fight stories. Darren, um, what happened with the play fight, mate?
6: Uh, g'day, guys. I've got two stories, actually. I've oh, well, two stories. Come yeah, on. If, all right. There's a rule,
4: uh-huh. mate. If you want to have two stories, you got to call back. So tell us the first one. No worries.
6: The first one was when we were at high school, we were uh, playing American football, and uh, we couldn't get one guy down, so I decided just to do... A belly flop on him, and as I've landed on him, and as his, he's gone down. He's broken his wrist oh. in a um, in a severe way, where he was in a cask for like uh, four to six months. But he had to have it plastered a special way oh. so the the um it'll heal properly. Yeah. Oh
5: mate, Daz. Well, I hope the second story is better, yeah. mate. We'll uh, we'll get you to hang up now. <laughs> we need to hear you hang <laughs> up, Daz. If you yeah. want your second okay. story on air, yeah. We can't. You need to we hang up, hang Daz. Up Darren. All right, mate. Yep. Yep. Yeah, good. All right, yep, call good. back, Easy. mate. Call back. Dana, Aunt Dana, sorry, on 13353, when's your play fight gone wrong?
3: Oh, my two little boys were playing rugby in the lounge room.
5: Okay, what happened?
3: Why well, he tackled him and went through the glass window. Oh,
4: whoa, what a tackle. Spear tackle.
5: <laughs> Jesus. Jack, uh, your mother and brother recently had a play fight gone
0: wrong. Yeah, look, to set the scene, I got back at, uh, from overseas about a month ago, and they decided to have a bit of a wrestle. My brother got my mum in a move called the Spider. Hey,
4: is your <laughs> mum a bit of a loose unit? What's, what's...
0: Mums oh, don't like... normally wrestle. Well, a bit of context, she's five foot one and weighs about 50 kilos. Yeah. My brother's well, about 85. Right. Gets her in the Spider. Right. Anyway, she can't dance anymore, and then wakes up in the morning, she's got a broken rib. <laughs> <laughs> Just refused to submit and give in. <laughs> is your brother a bit of a buff head. Oh yeah, yeah. he's cross-training cancer patient, gym junkie. Basically, oh, but yeah. <laughs>
5: Straight, <laughs> strange sentiment. But thank you, Jack. Wow. Oh look, Darren's called back again. Darren, thank you for calling back again, mate. Your hey second, you guys, going again? yeah, yeah, yeah you hey Darren, know, yeah, you good know, good yeah. Uh, Your second play fight gone wrong.
6: Okay, me and my cousins when we were younger, we were uh, wrestling, and he accidentally, or well, not accidentally, he got one on my chin. So he all of a sudden saw my face oh. go red. Oh. So he decided to run away, and as he ran away, I've just gave him one big push and. He went face-first into one of those cask-iron old-style beds oh. and just, uh, needed uh, plastic surgery on, on his lip.
5: Oh, oh no. Oh. What a shame. Wasn't worth going back for. Tom and Ollie on Triple M.
6: Tom and Ollie, they
5: bring impressive resumes to the table. Bicycle captain and school captain of my primary school. <laughs> Triple
4: M. Tom, our favorite uh, double bass uh, and banjo playing band Mumford and Sons oh. just had their Australian tour oh. we saw a little glimpse of the show we saw we rushed off and saw a bit of the end of their show oh. but more to the point we actually got to sneak over to their sound check yeah. and have a
5: chat to the guys themselves um, and did somebody say the only Australian interview on this tour
4: yes <laughs> Because Marcus liked us so much from last year. Well, don't I don't want to brag. That's but he... bragging. No, it's
5: not bragging. It's a fact. Hey, let's go backstage at the Mumford & Sons soundcheck up next and hear what they've uh, they have got in store for this tour. Well, what they had in store. With Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. It's new music from Panic! at the Disco. It's called The Greatest Show. You with Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Take you backstage in Australia's best gigs, talking pre show with rock legends. Hello, this is Mumford and Sons. Hey, where's the living end? And the next big things.
8: Hi, Tom and Ollie, it's
5: Polish Club here. We're from the band Luca Brazi. This is Tom and Ollie's sound
8: check.
4: You might have seen Mumford and Sons around uh, in the news a bit, social media, etc. They've got their uh, new album out Delta, and mm. they've been touring as well, Tom. And um, I was lucky enough to head down to interview them. You came along as well. <laughs> Don't
5: don't you do? No, I mean I'm not more the music guy. I you, mean you might know Mumford and Sons. This was one of their latest singles, "Guiding Light." Well, I I the Four Boys. Yeah.
4: That song was smashed out at their one of their shows. We were lucky enough to go down to the soundcheck, Tom, oh. have a chat to them late last week, and uh, and here it is. Here we are, Mumford and Sons, the Delta Tour. Uh, you've already been to the USA, sort to Europe. You're heading to the US, you're in Australia. Mm. But in Melbourne, uh, we've turned it on for you down at Sydney My Music Bowl. Mm. Yeah. How are you finding uh, Oz, for one? A bit of Aussie Open as well. Yeah, it's so all happening well. down
7: here. It's great. I don't think we've been here during the Open before. And it's just like, exciting because the city is just pumping yeah. right now isn't it, it is mm. a
4: little bit too much traffic it, it, but it's fun it's a it's good fun. time to be here do you see photos of back home and go oh I'm glad I'm out of the yeah, that I haven't way. even looked back. <laughs> <laughs> we're
8: having a good time
4: um, I've got to say walking into this venue like City My Music Bowl is uh, a classic venue in, in Melbourne mm-hmm. um, and driving up here you see all these trucks you see you, you sort of get an idea of the enormity of what you guys are now achieving mm. as a band because you, you're obviously employing uh, obviously apart from yourselves, but Caterers, you've got security, you've got. There's so much going on, and walking into this stage here, yeah. you feel this um, sort of swell of emotion that's building towards a gig tonight. For you, is that that's normal? But it's a pretty special feeling as
8: well. I still get, I still get excited by it. Like yeah. walking in through the backstage, yeah. it's like, um, yeah, seeing the trucks and the crew, and you know, we tour with like 50 people um, all, all over the place, and they sort of become like family after a while. So uh, yeah, I still get sort of yeah. every every day walking into the dressing room doing then the, the the route up. The it's stage. a bit of magic, isn't it? It is magical. It is magical. And we sort of pinch ourselves because we always dreamed of doing this, you know. So we just never want to take it for granted. You know? And you'd hark back to the time when you were probably just four four dudes just playing yourselves at cramming ourselves into a Volkswagen Polo with a double bass. <laughs> <and> a <picker. laughs> yeah,
7: but it was fun in, in Sydney. We managed to go back to the Enmore which was a room that we yeah. played six years ago. A lot of the guys on tour with us have like growing with us have been with us since the very beginning like, so those those numbers it's up to 50 now but a lot of those people were there when we did the last Enmore show yeah. and we've been kind of on a journey
4: all yeah. together well speaking it's of your been journey been, Ben Marcus you mentioned that Ben was the sort of protagonist of this album in the sense that you said something like we haven't done our best work yet as a band is mm-hmm. that true and do you want to reflect on that, How yeah, does that I still don't of... feel that now though <laughs> okay um, but
7: Yeah, I guess um, we actually kind of take it in turns, but there there were some conversations I remember when it was like, you know, putting a a rocket up, you know, just like, let's do let's really turn it on. And and it's it's a long marathon. I think, you know, we see a multi-decade vision for the band and we want to be doing this Hmm. for... um,
4: as long as we can well it sounds like you've ramped it up not just the music I mean the album is as we've discussed uh, on our show on Triple M you know there's elements of bigger pop there's um, you've you've departed from um, the folk stuff a little bit Um, but the stage show it looks like you guys are ramping it up from epileptic inducing lights at some points uh, to cascading fireworks is that fun to be able to add those elements in and just splash a bit of cash
8: Uh, yeah I I think we sort of look these are big places to play this is like 12,000 people we're doing two nights, you yeah. know, it's massive, so I think we like the idea of engaging the person in the back row, and yeah. if you can get them, you can get everyone else, I yeah. think, so I always sort of send it to the back, Yeah. Um, and we do that a bit with lights as well. And, yeah. Isn't that fun going like, let's just
5: have flames, <laughs> and let's get a glitter cannon over here. And our
8: pyro guy <laughs> the <laughs> loosest, loosest cannon on the really? tour, sure. <laughs> yeah, we do, we sit down and we, we discuss it, we spent a long time planning this tour, planning the production and planning you know we talk about set lists like six months in advance and then we'll inevitably change it on the day but mm. so the
5: set list we, can come down to literally the day you can yeah. change that on the day yeah
8: and a lot of the time we, we, we go off piste as well and that's a bit of a nightmare for our crew cause on stage like, yeah yeah <laughs> why would you plan it out and then go you know what's good just cause it's f- cause you sort of feel it you know yeah, yeah. Uh, if it doesn't feel like the song that's next on the lineup, yeah and the set list feels like it's too soon for that moment or mm. let's throw in this other one that we forgot about. Like the other day we wrote a set list with like a cave on it. And so we had to sort of, we were like, oh shit. Should we? Got. we should have <laughs> <call>. okay. yeah. <laughs> No, i No, let's play that one. And so we added that back in. But yeah, I think our shows always feel like, you know, they're getting to a level of professionalism, which is cool. But I also like the idea that they don't feel too safe. Like it, it does feel like everything could go to up really quickly. Yeah. That's nice. I like that. Yeah, cool It doesn't feel too polished Because yeah. we're not that polished
4: This is Tom and Ollie's Soundcheck Triple M Don't go anywhere Up next you'll hear what disaster, what tragedy Marcus Mumford personally witnessed that changed his songwriting
5: But now from 2009, it's Mumford and Sons with Little Lion Man You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie We have questions <laughs> It's a police Triple M's Tom and Ollie We have questions After 8 o'clock An exclusive zone for men <laughs> Tom and Ollie are backstage at Australia's best gigs. You don't want to know what sort of stuff they did to get this kind of access. Tom and Ollie's sound
4: check. Triple M. That's right, we're still bringing you our favourite parts from our chat with Mumford and & Sons, and this was just before their gig uh, down in Melbourne, uh, and you can actually hear a lot of the sounds going on are just authentic, you know, stadium sounds, aren't they, Tom? We're in the
5: depths of the Sydney My Music Bowl, a very iconic venue in Melbourne. So there's a lot going on. You can actually hear... Their songs playing in the background, as we have two of the band members, yeah. Marcus Mumford and Ben as well, who does so many instruments. It's just all over the shop. But Ollie, I'm known for my musical, uh, my musical ability. Uh,
4: you're not, Tom. You're a bit of a hack when it comes to music, to interviewing. Uh, and here, you really show
5: your strengths as an interviewer. This is Tom and Ollie's Soundcheck. Triple M. New single, Beloved, off the album Delta. Yeah excited about this one coming out who can can just give it you know I I need it Ollie I'm really in depth with my music questions oh here's a massive music (laughs) okay here we go he did
4: say (laughs) beloved or beloved so I had to you uh, said
5: it right beloved (laughs) beloved so I I made sure of that I I care Ollie so here's my really cared question (laughs) your really cared (laughs) question careful careful (laughs) careful (laughs) careful what is it about oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I'll step out and yeah. that's, that's me done there we go beloved it's
8: funny, yeah lots of people
5: lots of people ask that
8: it means different things to different people which yeah. I quite like I mean originally it was written because I sat with my grandma who died um, which I'd never I'd never been with anyone who had died before and it was quite intense mm. and um, I ended up talking quite a lot about it with Paul Epworth our producer and with the lads and felt like um, yeah songs that came out of it which is all
5: right. Mm. And, um, yeah. and that also, uh, I read that you experienced, out, out your window, you saw the Grenfell Tower in London catch Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Wow.
8: yeah, it's been a bit of a funny couple of years. I mean, in lots of ways, it's been really amazing, but I felt a bit closer to death than I have before. Mm. And I think it's something that everyone experiences, obviously, so it's not unique. And, mm. But it's had an impact on me, certainly. Uh, and Grenfell Tower certainly has had a big impact on my life. And... Um, luck, everyone in the area who saw it that morning went down and, and then sort of stuck around and stayed involved um, with the community who are just some of the most dignified, amazing people I've ever met in my life, been through hell and yeah. um, and are now sort of rallying uh, and coming together in order to sort of make sure that they can see a version of justice served um, mm-hmm. and they can stay together and not be disunited and, uh, and try and change culture and eventually the law in England so that something doesn't happen again like that, so... They're very altruistic, dignified, beautiful people. Well, congratulations on the rest of your tour in Australia. Thanks, man. Thank and uh, we're super excited. We do love touring here. It really—it's a long way to come, mm. and then you've got to make the most of it, which we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah what, what else is on the cards for your spare time, your downtime? <clears throat> well, we've got two shows here, yeah, which is wicked. And then we go to Adelaide, mm-hmm. right? Which will
5: be fine. There's some churches. Yes, there's nope churches in Adelaide. Wine. That's, that's what they do. Wine, wine there. Great wine. Excellent.
8: You like wine? There
5: you go. But enjoy the rest of the tour and I beloved, so. I, we you know smash, it. We'll, we'll, smash, we'll, we'll smash it. it. we'll smash it. We'll smash it. it for you. Yeah. Yeah.
8: Thanks, boys. Thanks. Tom
5: and Ollie on Triple M. One, two, three, four. It's
4: time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M.
5: Such a pleasure, pleasure talking backstage with Mumford and Sons at their sound check. And keep your eyes peeled on our socials at Tom and Ollie across Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter for the video of our chat with Mumford & Sons. That was so nice. And keep your eyes filled on there, Ollie, because you might be seeing some videos of a certain someone being an Uber driver. (laughs) Oh, don't bring... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: You know the rules, Tom. Do not bring up your fake uh, Uber career that hasn't actually, you know, seen any lifts happen.
5: Mate, I'm an Uber driver. I'm I'm fully an Uber driver on the app and everything. I'm ready to go. You just click go. Yeah, yeah, you keep saying that. You know the rules. Do not bring it up until you've actually driven a
4: customer. Have you driven a customer around? (laughs) I have. Well, no, I haven't because oh, oh, there you go. no. But here's the reason you're why. a failed
5: Uber driver. No, I'm not a failed Uber driver. The reason why I haven't is because we went to a wedding in the country. The car's dirty. You can't drive. Oh. You can't drive an Uber shift when the car's dirty, Ollie. Well, wash your car and do a do a I lift. Will. Okay. I will. I definitely will. Definitely oh, yeah, you <laughs> definitely will. Yeah, it really looks like you're going to do that. <laughs> Tom, up next, uh, a brand new thing called the Men's Zone. Oh, can't wait for it. Let's get into that Men's Zone up next. You're triple M, Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. And in half an hour's time, you're going to hear from a guy whose job it is, is to hunt for Yowies, those mythical creatures, Australia's version of Bigfoot. That's coming up.
4: Now, Tom, it's no secret that Triple M, uh, we are passionate about men. Triple M. We love men. We love men all kinds of the Mm. the word
5: love. Yeah. We love them for everything oh it's why it's, I'm such a good fit for this station it's why you got hired I, I love, men. You love men I love men so much I'm in a relationship with a man
4: now last week you demonstrated how you love men in more of a triple M sense Yeah. and you brought uh, a new sort of uh, game or idea called daddy issues yeah it was, it was for dads with issues it was a, it was a, yeah. Yeah, a place for men who are dads are you who, would... have, who have problems Yeah. yeah. but uh, I've gone one step further oh. I've, I've heard your cry to help out men who are dads yeah. I've gone you know what it's not just dads mm. we should help all men we should have a Space here, where all men can feel safe. Okay, they can share their problems. Yeah. They can talk about issues that are particularly unique to men. And what are you calling this space? Ollie? I'm calling this a it's, it's a brand new venture I've started. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's the men's own. Men's Zone. I've gathered together okay. as many men I could find at work yeah, it's
5: here. The men's own men's zone.
4: Well, let me. Yeah, it's a men's own space. Okay. And it's a men's zone. I'll explain the double <laughs> entendre in a minute. Okay. But yeah. uh, I got the, the guys together and we put together this beautiful soundbite here. Men's
6: Zone.
4: That's quite short. <laughs> It's good though. I like that. Um we we've sung about 16. You just say you like it and it's your own We do 16 you... of those uh you know versions of that. You so, did 16. Yeah,
5: uh... And that's the best you could come up with. Men's own.
4: Yeah, they're the two best. So, Tom, <laughs> men's own, men's own. Yeah, is, is my feeling here. Yeah. Of course, what I'm saying there is it's a men's only. It's our own space. It's a men's
5: own space. Hang on, but Ollie, there's a there's a lady over there. There's Ooh, a lady. Over over there. There's a lady. Well, can the can the ladies listen to this? Well, no, of course not. No, of course
4: not. It's a men's zone. Uh, and Oi, ladies! I'm glad you mentioned that. Ladies,
5: you need to get out. I'm yeah. sorry.
4: It is a space. Ladies,
5: you need to go away. Sorry. Yeah. And sorry.
4: We'll, 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 we'll have see to you in a sec. Leave us now. Right. You can rejoin us in about yeah. um, 15 minutes time, Thanks. ladies. But from now on, uh, the men's zone is a space to share problems. I have the very first, the inaugural men's zone issue, problem, concern that I'm yeah. going to raise. Yeah. But I need a couple of men to join me. No offence, Tom. You're a good man, but I need uh, more oh. of a forum of men. I need okay. a couple of men to help me chat out my problem.
5: Okay, so one triple three five three. If you're a man, jump on the blower now. Join us in the men's zone. Simple as that. Pull up a pull up a chair. Just need two or three blokes, Chuck- so we can have a bit of a chat, bit of a gas bag. Chuck on that sticker that says "My name is," and then put your write your name in the sharpie. Be the first uh, man as well to be in the men's zone. Yep. That's a, that's a privilege. One triple three five three. Join us as part of the men's zone right now on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions, and in 10 minutes' time, we have questions for the guy who hunts the Australian version of Bigfoot, the Yowie, as a full-time geek. But, Tom, a very exciting
4: time right now because I've debuted a brand-new concept. It's called the Men's Zone. Men's Zone! na na na
5: na 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 Menzone. Of course, no women allowed.
4: I wish that went a bit longer, if I'm honest. So I might just get that just to, to get four four sort of versions in there. No,
5: I don't think we need it. Uh,
4: but uh, the men's zone is a place, uh, you can probably guess, for, for men.
5: Is it unashamedly male? It,
4: it is unashamedly male. Triple M is a station that does unashamedly cater for men
5: uh, as our core demographic. Yeah. If you
4: are a lady, I'm sorry, you must leave us now because the men's zone is a place for men to share. We'll wait, ladies. Yeah, thank you. Do tune out. You can tune back in for the Yowie hunter right. in about ten minutes
5: time. Ollie, the ladies are gone. Oh thank God. Well dick, now dick dick dick,
4: dick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say dick dick dick? Yeah. Well good. Now that the ladies are gone, we yeah. can speak frankly as men. Yeah. And um, Tom, I, was, Ollie, what's going on, mate? I want what's to say I appreciate on? you as a friend.
5: Oh, mate, I appreciate you, mate. What's going on in your life, mate? I was mate? embarrassed
4: to say that in front of the ladies. But, I know um, what you mean, mate. It's the men's zone. The, the men's own. zone is a place for men to share problems. I am going to be the first to share a problem yeah. that I've been having as a man. Mate, how's it going? What's been going on? In the future, we'll just say other men can share, but I'll start off. Thanks, Tom, for asking. I Look, I love summer as yeah. a man. I love mm-hmm. to uh, get on a shorts and a singlet and yeah. uh, and, and be we just wear clothes that are cool. Thongs, though I've been finding, are an issue what? in one particular scenario. And this
5: for the for the men's Mate, zone. The, the G banger is not for the boys. <laughs>
4: we've already asked for four men to join the men's zone. I'm sharing this issue with these men right now: Aaron, Trent, Con, and William. Yeah. I'm going to help ask for their advice. But my issue, boys and Tom, mm. is that uh, at the urinal, wearing
5: thongs, oh, yeah. getting a lot of splashback. Mate, I hear you. Mate, this is a men's zone. It's a safe zone. It's well, only for men, and I can hear you, the splashback. I understand the,
4: the place for feminism, but women don't have this kind of issue. No, they don't face the wearing thongs,
5: right. or, or or maybe a sandal, but they mm. don't pee standing. Especially up. the one here at work. When you give it a flush, there's a lot of it happening. My at feet work. are getting wet. My Aaron, feet are getting wet. Aaron, you know what we're saying, mate? It's a men's zone. It's the men's own men's zone. I mean, do you it's your mean, men's zone, Aaron. What do you think about my issue, Aaron? Oh, absolutely, mate. I hate the idea of, you know, thongs yeah. or the urinal.
3: Yeah. Uh, even if it hits my shins, I'm a bit upset.
4: Yeah, well, yeah. the shins are no better than the feet.
5: It's still your own body, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. I can't stand people that walk into public toilets with no thongs on or no shoes on it at all. Like, mm.
5: Oh, you don't want bare feet. But sometimes that has to be done, though, Aaron. Yeah, what do you do? I mean, what, what, what I your advice?
3: If, if, I guess if you get out of surf, like you're at the beach and that, yeah. like you walk into, you know, curly public toilets or some of the surf club yeah. it might be different because there's a bit of sand there.
5: Yeah. But, the um, sand does can, has, I, does help. It can the, absorb
3: a bit of the urine the, the urinal. It does. Yeah.
5: You know what I thought, Ollie? If you're at the beach, you know, in Thongs, why don't you just go for a wee in the water? Mate, why don't you a wee in the water?
4: Oh I I, I do. I'm just. My, I'm at work normally when I've got thongs on. Oh, that, right. I'm at work getting wee on my feet. So that's oh. the issue. Thank you, Aaron. If you, you're a great, uh, great bloke, Aaron. Nice to meet you. And if you've got an issue, you can get involved uh, with with
5: your issue next Trent, week. Trent, you've pulled up a chair, mate, at the men's zone. I mean, how do we help the the, the Ollie here with his situation with the urine and the thongs? Uh, so I just change the angle of your stream, mate. I change uh, the angle uh, is a good point.
4: Okay, you reckon I've got a stream or angle issue?
5: Yep. Yeah. All right. Change I mean, that and
3: you won't get any splashback
4: at all. All right. And is there a, you know, we are in the men's zone so yeah. I feel comfortable saying this or yeah. asking this. Yeah. Is it fine Tom to and and con even con you going to uh, answer my question here to angle quite away from yourself to the point where you would be in theory peeing in somebody else's spot? Con nothing with wrong with it. Nothing
9: wrong with that, dude. All Nothing right. wrong with that at all.
4: Thanks, Con. You've been an older, I, I, older
9: can, I, can Can I add something else? If you're, if you're worried about splashback, then you're obviously stepping on the step. Mate, you stand back if you've got thongs on. Off the step.
5: Oh, uh, That's contentious for me, Con, though, because Ooh, the step hop. is there for a reason. It's to catch the... Yeah,
9: yeah, that's when you got shoes on, man. Because you, you, when ah. you've got thongs on, you start to go... And Aaron, if Aaron's worried about hitting him in the shin, dude, you're standing too close. <laughs>
4: Con, you're a man of uh, a few years, fifty-eight years old. You've got some life experience. I really appreciate that advice. That's that's a, so. You think it's fine to step back if you're not wearing proper shoe shoe wear,
5: mate. Step back. It's not hard. All right. All right. That's well, good. but 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 I mean, William, can you stand a, a away from the grate if you're in the thongs? Can you stand back from the grate if you if you're in those footwear?
6: Well, of course you can, but you see so you're missing the main point. Yeah. Whilst you're um. The splashback is an issue. The real enemy here is the urinal cake, mm. which is at the bottom of the prof. You see now, being a man of substantial stature, oh, um, uh, totally. my, my reproductive organs gets burnt on those bloody things when it touches them. Oh. So <laughs> <laughs> <Tom> <laughs> and Ollie. On Triple M
5: tom and Ollie, the only show you can smell through your radio. I don't use soap. Oh.
4: Triple M. You might have heard we just debuted the Men's Zone, Tom, which is a safe space for men. Mm. And I would say a very successful debut of the Men's Zone, a place where you can share uh, an issue or a problem or any topic that relates to being a man.
5: Yeah, and men, look, you're the only ones with us right now. So message us on Facebook or Instagram at Tom and Ollie. If you do have a men... Men's only issue for the yeah. men's zone, but welcome back, ladies. That's it. That's the men's zone. Welcome well, no, back, Tom. We'll actually, like we've what? had Leone who's just called up, oh. and she's admitted to
4: us something very oh. shocking. Leone, you want to just share the news to the men who thought they were in a safe space?
2: hi hey guys, huh?
4: you've been listening, sitting
2: in, sitting in my woman cave, listening very <laughs> no. intently to that conversation. No, oh, no. Leone, you are <laughs>
4: and the phrase "woman cave" is interesting.
5: Yeah, what's a woman cave, Leone? <laughs> Well, it's my dog and
4: I oh, yeah. after work every night listening to you guys. Oh. Well, well okay. Yanni, you can you can listen and you can learn, okay, but you can't <laughs> you can't contribute, unfortunately.
2: I just listened and
6: laughed. No, right. it's good. Well, good. Okay. We appreciate
4: right. that Leonie got in touch on Instagram, Tom, mm. yes. uh, with a little message, which is, right, as you say, where the men can go. Hopefully next week, yep. the men's Zone returns. If you are a man with an issue or any topic, a uh, conversation starter, you can share it like I did with the urinal issue, uh, and uh, the men's Zone is your space.
5: Uh, I'm next. We're speaking to a man who hunts yowies for a living. You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Ollie, uh, you know these things, Yowie's? Have you ever heard of a Yowie? I've heard of a Yowie. Yep. Um, it's not like a Furby, is it? It's not like a Furby. No, no, no. But it does look similar. Uh, well, a lot of people know Yowie's from the little Cadbury chocolate. That's kind of like a Kinder Surprise. It has a little Australian toys oh, in it. But the yeah. Yowie actually is an Australian folklore entity. It's this thing that's seen out in the, in the outback usually. And it's kind of Australia's version of Bigfoot. For me... The, uh, I'm not sure whether it's true or not, but there's right. a guy in Queensland at the moment, uh, he's identifying himself as Gary. He's a 53 year old delivery driver. He reckons that, uh, a big Yowie, the hulking Yowie thumped on the bottom of his truck and he was absolutely frightened. He's been driving for yeah. so long. He's like, this is absolutely insane. Now, now to tell us a bit more about Yowies, I've got the, I've got a guy called Dean Harrison on the phone. He runs yowiehunters.com.au. Dean, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
0: Good evening, guys. Pleasure to be here.
5: Mate, this website, I've just been on it today. Uh, now, a hunter, you're not actually hunting yowies as in trying to hurt them, are you?
0: No, no, it's, it's, uh, it, it's not exactly the, the right terminology. Researcher is, is probably more matter of the fact. We've been doing this for a long time. I had my first experience roughly 25 years ago. The white settlers of this country had their first experiences about 240 years ago. Yeah. The aboriginals say they had their first encounters probably forty to 60,000 years ago.
5: And now with this with this website, um, yaoihunters.com.au, people can go on there and uh, say that they've seen a Yowie and you've collected all the sightings from like 250 years ago.
0: Yeah, we have sightings from the first white settlers from 1788 right up until today. Wow. Uh, as the white settlers arrived in the country, they were told by the Aboriginals at the time, the ancient Aboriginals of the hairy man of the bush. Yeah. The white settlers refused to believe them, thinking this was simply a ploy, a tactic, trying to stare, scare them away. Yeah. But as the white settlers built roads and colonies out in the virgin rainforest, they were bumping into these creatures themselves. As we had dispatches and newspapers uh, beginning everywhere, that the white settlers were, were, were writing articles about these wow. hairy men that they were... Uh, uh, that they were encountering. Um, They were depicting them as something like a a gorilla. Through the 1700s, there were countless uh, uh, articles being put to the dispatches. And this was happening all the way around the country. It wasn't just in Sydney. It wasn't just in Melbourne or in Brisbane. And these are back in times when you didn't have facts. you didn't have communication. There wasn't telephone or there wasn't email. So no one could corroborate stories or put together little lies and come up with this, this Wonderful beast.
4: Dean, speaking of Queensland, um, have you spoken to to Gary, who had the most recent sighting in the last few days?
0: Yeah, that was absolutely epic. That happened at the end of November. Uh, I received a phone call from him about two weeks later. It took him a a full week to tell his wife about it. Yeah. And uh, it was a life-changing experience for him, as it is to many witnesses. Um, As as you said earlier, the, the truck driver had spent all these years on the road, never seen anything until one day. And this is the same story we'll hear from, say, farmers, truck drivers. You know, I've been doing this all my life. Uh, never seen anything until this happened. Mm. In this case, uh, this truck driver was driving on in the Gold Coast hinterland. And it was on Beachmont Road, and he was near Canungra. And uh, he'd come round a series of bends, yeah. and he came round a very sharp uh, right-hand bend, and he and he saw up on the escarpment what looked like a rock that had come down off onto the road, and uh, he would hit the brakes. Uh, this nine-ton truck had slid, come to a stop, and this rock stood up, and uh, it was huge. It was mammoth. It was like a nine-nine foot six. He estimates to be, because yeah. he said that's the height of its truck. And he said he had to look down underneath the visor to get a good look at it. And boy, did he! He got a terrific look. He soaked in all the details, and he was able to draw some terrific sketches for us.
4: Yeah, well, now, they're pretty. They're very classic ape-looking uh, sort of sketches. They're and quite large. I've got a uh, film like some more questions, Tom.
5: Yeah, yeah.
4: Uh, for Dean. Yeah. Do you want to hit him now, or should we nah, go to a let's, song? No,
5: let's let's go to a song, Dean. This is amazing stuff. By the way, one triple three five three. If you've if you've seen a Yowie, we want to hear from you. We're talking to Dean Harrison, Yowie Hunter. And we've got so more questions for him up next with Tom and Ollie on Triple M. It's new music. Dean Lewis, 7 Minutes. You're on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We also like to shine a spotlight on certain sections of the community that may not have the spotlight as often. Yowies are currently in the spotlight, Ollie. I'm calling it Australia's version of Bigfoot. And not chocolate, Tom. No, no not chocolate. To the chocolates. I you used mean, to love
4: that as a kid. It's a, a mythical
5: beast, or at least a mystical, hard to find. But uh, Dean Harrison has dedicated his yeah. life to researching these cre- creatures. Dean, you must get a lot of people going, no. These aren't real. There's no yowies. Does that get tiring, Dean?
0: Oh well, it's what you've got to expect. But you know, at, at the end of the day, there's no ignoring or denying history. The facts are there. My job isn't to convince anyone; simply to present the facts.
4: So there are about twenty sightings. Is that was that right? How many 20? in total?
0: No, uh, no, no, no. May, may perhaps twenty a week.
5: Yeah, twenty a week. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, Dean, I was asking you wrong. A... Hey, let's go to Mick before we before we all go right. to Dean Moore. Mick, you reckon you've seen a Yowie on one triple three five three?
3: Nah, no, no I, I haven't seen one, but I've sort of experienced the uh, the knowledge of it. Okay, and
5: what what happened?
3: Oh, mate, look, as I was saying to the gentleman when I rang up, I'm I'm fifty eight, yeah, and a good mate of mine. I grew up in Balmain, and a good mate of mine uh, was actually born in Kempsey,
5: yeah. uh,
3: north of Sydney, up up. Up that way.
5: Okay.
3: And uh we used to go do a bit of camping up there and go up you had a little bit of a farm. Yeah. And um yeah, we used to camp up there and it was like um it was it was something out of the particular. Uh, you know, so it was like
5: uh So your mate uh, your mate saw a Yowie Mick?
3: No, no, it was just a legend. It was just a legend. But I can tell you there was some strange things that used to happen when we were camping up there for a few days.
5: Okay, what kind and, of things? Uh,
3: it was like um yeah, no no cows or anything, but um there was there was there was something in the scrub around us and uh I've 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 spoken to many many guys over the years in the pub and you know like who's to say they're not there, but uh, my experience tells me there's something there.
5: Well, um Mick Dean is uh, is uh dedicating his life to this and Dean, thank you so much for joining us tonight. So, uh Dean, how reliable are these sources that you that you have?
4: You know, can you rely on everyone or is there a lot of like I saw a movement and I'm not sure what it was.
0: Well, we, we received so many of that. Yeah. Um, at the, what we'll do with, with those files, we'll, we'll, we'll put them away and we'll use them for future reference when something else comes up from that area. With the Fair income sightings, with the yeah. real sightings where people have had uh, a close one-on-one, they've seen this and perhaps it's in a group of
4: and people. And how, how common are those kind of sightings?
0: Oh, very common, very really? common. Like we're talking to people every week, like, you know, oh, like several oh people God. a week. In fact, I'll be talking to several people a day. <laughs> um, so is it your full-time it, job or how are you managing that? To... It, it, it could easily be a full-time job. That's how often I'm speaking Incredible. to people. It takes my entire day. It takes a lot of time. Dang. You've got uh, you know, people uh, getting contact us on several platforms of, uh, of the internet, people writing to us all the time. And if somebody hasn't had an experience and they'll be writing somebody that they know something about their experience, a lot of people don't want to come forward. They have this fear of ridicule syndrome yeah. that, that goes on. But yeah, it, it could easily be a, a full-time job.
5: You can get in contact with Dean at au or on the official Facebook Australian back, back, Yowie back onto, Research. Back
0: on to how, how sincere some of these people are and whether I think they're, they're genuine. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, it's not just the public that get in contact with us. It's, it'll be the park rangers that get in contact. Yeah. It'll be the police that get in contact. It might be the military that are having experiences out during field operations.
2: Oh wow.
4: So tell me, what do you think, Dean, you know, as a more of a biological question, the, is it like a, a gorilla, and how is it like uh, reproducing if it's just there's just one or two out there? How does that work?
0: Okay, well, look, during the, the, 19, uh, the 18th century, it was so prevalent, so prevalently seen, that it was actually taken to Parliament to pass uh, legislation saying that Australia has an Indigenous No climate. way. No way. Uh, classic example, 1866 in the Sydney Morning Herald, um, they asked the question, you know, have these eight white creatures escaped confinement or were they always here? Um, the Empire newspaper, which is big for the time, again in Sydney, 1868. Yeah. It finishes their article by saying, you know, "Is this Australia's version of the, uh, the African gorilla?" Mm. Um, and this is what you're hearing. If you type in uh, search uh, the word "gorilla" on our main site, Yowiehunters.com, all the different articles that will come up from the 17th century, 18th century, and early 19th century gives you a pretty good idea of what they look like.
4: Where are the most common sightings, Dean?
0: Sydney, west of Sydney. Sorry, yeah, west of Sydney. Uh, the blue, the blue mountains would be number one. Yep. You'd have to say probably the Gold Coast hinterland number two, mm. and then say the Sunshine Coast. And and yeah, very prominent uh, in the early 1900s down around Bombala, mm. uh, southern uh, New South Wales.
5: We're speaking to Dean Harrison, who is uh, an Australian Yowie researcher. If you have seen a Yowie, we want to speak to you. One triple three five three. Get on the phone. Amazing. 30% of signings in Queensland, 54% in New South Wales, 11% in Victoria, and only 1.5% in South Australia. Why are they avoiding places like South Australia, Northern Territory, and Western Australia, do you think, Dean?
0: Well, because nobody wants to go there. (laughs)
5: Not
4: not even Yowies.
0: Oh, come on. South Australia is beautiful. The Great Dividing Range. It's it's plentiful for food, it's water, it's a temperate climate. Mm-hmm. So so therefore, basically from the base of Victoria all the way to the top end of Queensland is the Great Dividing Range. That's where you're going to find the majority of these creatures. And where the human population is encroached on these boundaries, uh, New South Wales being the most populous, that's where you're going to get the, the largest percentage sightings.
5: Dean, you're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for giving us your time tonight. If you do want to get in contact with Dean, yowiehunters.com.au or on their Facebook, Australian Yowie Research. But if you have seen a Yowie, we want to hear from you. One triple three five three. Jump on that blurrer and give us a call. And Tom, you said you were a sceptic. Mm-hmm. Your mind's changed. Or... I love it. I'm loving this stuff. Yeah, you but would... how do you feel about... You're <laughs> with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. <laughs> it's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We also like to shine a spot. Shine a spotlight, Ollie, yeah. on different sections of the community that might not have that spotlight shone on them. Tonight, Yowie's, Australia's version of Bigfoot. There, there's a guy uh, in Queensland who claims that he he saw a Yowie that was nine feet tall that thumped on the bottom of his truck. We just heard from Dean Harrison, who runs who who can devote his life to it. He doesn't have to work anymore. There's Mm -hmm. that many sightings that are coming in every single day. If only
4: a spotlight time was strong enough and we had the time to get a photo of it that we could, you know, know for sure. Because there isn't really any conclusive evidence, is
5: there? There's just a whole lot of sightings, like so many sightings. Dating back 200 years. No, thousands of years. The Indigenous Australians uh, of this land, they said, there is (laughs) Yowie." In, in those words, no, well, maybe not. They said,
4: "Hey guys, welcome to Australia." There's just so you know, there's yowies. If you have seen a yowie,
5: one triple three five three, and get they said, "Let's well, the get back phone. on the big boats because Ollie, I don't want to deal with the." Holly, shut up. Can we please speak to some people <laughs> yes. who have seen some yowies? Jillian, your ex, fifteen yes. years ago, saw a yowie. Yeah,
10: probably a bit longer, but yeah, we were up driving, and he just had the spotlight out and next minute his foot's down and he's winding the window up saying did you see that did you see that we're going what 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 And it was big, it was hairy, and it was running through the pine plantation.
4: Ah, This is near Myrtleford. This is near Albury,
5: where Tom and I used to live, actually, for two
4: years. Uh,
10: Myrtleford's down a little bit, though.
5: In
4: Victoria. Yeah,
10: Mount Mount Buffalo. uh, Not far from the the border,
5: anyway. It doesn't matter where it is. And you found a sketch in a book.
10: Yeah, and I showed it to him. A friend had it, and I showed him. And, you know, it was all about, like, aliens and yowies and that. And I showed him this sketch. He said, that is exactly what I saw. And he doesn't lie. He's been, he's been hunting and camping on his own since he was 16. And he doesn't lie. And he knows what he saw. And that's one area he will not go back to.
5: It's incredible stuff. Carl, you uh, reckon you saw heaps as a kid when you were 11 years old. You saw some yowies.
1: Yeah, I grew up in, like, Gippsland, up in snowy country. Okay, in Victoria, yeah. Yeah, in Victoria, and, you know, you get separated from your friends, and every now and then there'd be movement out in the bush. Uh... It wouldn't be wombats, it wouldn't be cats, it wouldn't be possums. It was too big. Uh... And, you know, when you're, like, 10, 11 years, it's
4: terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. You sound like a smart man, Carl. Let's say the Yowie does exist. How do you think it's possible? Well, the thing is, I mean,
1: like where I grew up, it's like the deep South Alabama. It's isolated, Yeah. Right. 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 People live. You know, you 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 have a town with a population of fifty-seven people,
5: mm. so and hard.
1: hundreds of kilometres between there and the next one. And it's just underdeveloped, really dense bush. You know, it's it's it. If they can survive out in the wild, somewhere up in the, in the snowies would be, would be perfect for them. I mean, we're, there, are, there are horses living in the snowy mountains that
9: they can't find.
5: Yeah, the Brumbies, yeah. Well, great. thank you for sharing, Carl. Nick, you reckon that you can't see them, you can smell them when you're hunting?
9: Uh, yeah, mate. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, not the, uh, it's not what you see.
7: Yeah.
9: Um, it's the smell. Um, I was hunting fox and uh, the wind changed. And uh, uh, mate, I've been hunting since I, you know, I used to hunt for food as a kid. So whereabouts, whereabouts you usually hunt? Uh, well, I grew up hunting in New Zealand until I moved to Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was hunting out around Kaura uh, at the time. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a big dam out there, so there's a lot of food for, uh, you know, for these for these things um, out there. It was at night time. It was just after dusk. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking about. You'd have to speak to somebody who's possibly been um, in the army or has been in the special forces or something to, to really understand what I mean when I say, you know, when something is hunting you and it's intelligence.
5: And you got that, you got that. You can feel
9: it, mate. You can feel it when you, when you've had experience in the bush, when you can, when you learn how to hunt, you become a part of the bush. It's not. You know, you, you know, you're not driving around like some Yahoo that you see on American TV, you know, with shotguns and all the rest of it. That's not a hunter. It's one shot, one kill, nice and clean. You know, you don't injure the animal. You, you hunt it for food. Uh, with foxes, they're a pest. They kill thousands of native animals every year. Um, and one of the very few animals next to a cat that hunts for pure pleasure and kills for pleasure.
4: So Nick, if a Yahoo is hunting you, how, why didn't it catch you? How did it not catch you? Because I smelt it. And it knew. It knew. Yowie's not
9: interested in me, it's interested in what I leave behind. Mm. Wow.
5: It's full on stuff. And Nick, thank you so much for sharing us. And we couldn't get to so many calls of Yowie sightings. Go to the website. Yeah. What's the website, Tom? YaoiHunters.com.au. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. One, two, three, four.
4: It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. We're just
5: talking about Australia's version of Bigfoot, the Yowie. One pretty like small section of Australia that we shone a spotlight on, Ollie. Yep. Now I want to turn it over to another small section of Australia. 13353, I need you to give us a call right now if you're married. It's quite a large section of society. See what I did there? Yep, I pretended people. like it was small, yep. but I, I said married and you didn't laugh. Thanks and so the, now I, you I, took I, all the steam I, out I, of it. I, thanks, buddy. I thanks
4: I want to, to say thanks for the Krispy Kreme that you've given me. I want to say thank you so much. I appreciate my favorite food, Krispy Kreme, and thanks to the guys who sent them through. Did you buy those Krispy Kremes?
5: No. No. They're freebies. Yep. They're from Kennedy Malloy. Great. All right. If you're married, give us a call. one 3 5 You and Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Men at work. Just like us. Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. We're lucky enough to Attend the wedding of a very good friend of ours, Ollie. Congratulations uh, big... to Matt and Sookie. Get on your big cat. Uh, such a beautiful wedding, so amazing. But the, the standout for me, Ollie. Ollie
4: Grisman, you weren't.
5: So, well, it wasn't a standout for me. But... <laughs> to see you awkwardly standing at the altar, though, for the first time with your girlfriend because <laughs> oh, she was a groom's man well. Don't reuse a joke <laughs> from a speech. Yeah, right. Anyway, good on you. Uh, the best part of the whole ceremony, Ollie, was when Alice got out of the car and was walking down the aisle to time after time. It was beautiful. It was an, an amazing moment. What, can,
4: what? I, can I say, Tom, wasn't a surprise for me. Mm. Actually, I was consulted. <laughs> Oh, I was consulted on the don't song. Don't you
5: dare say that you I,
4: chose. I was Matt and Alice's wedding that, song. They gave me five options, and I said to them, "Guys, oh. your heart is telling you time after time, and that's a good. There's a good reason for that. It's a great choice, and it was a brilliant song. The best part was you might have noticed she yeah. timed her walk, which was quite a bit of a walk, yeah. uh, in this winery, yeah. so that she got to the middle of the aisle, and that's when the chorus hit.
0: It got me
5: thinking about wedding songs, Ollie. And I was I was browsing a playlist of mine. Uh, it's like a backyard barbecue or something it's called. Right? It's an Apple Music playlist. And it had in there I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. Do you remember that song? Yeah, great. It goes like this. The guy in the fedora uh, plucking along to a guitar, singing this song. Great song in 2007. But I just thought... So many people would have had that as their wedding song, and what a regret it would be these days. Yeah. Do, you, uh, do you reckon it's <laughs> yes. still a good song? Yeah, is it though? It's just a bit shit. By the way, when you say wedding song, you're yeah. talking about walking down the aisle or the song you dance Look, to. Either one, it doesn't matter. Wedding right. songs in general. Yep. I thought it'd be fun to yep. hear those wedding songs. What did you hear have at your wedding, Marnie and One Triple Three Five Three? Thank you for giving us a call. What was your wedding song, Marnie?
3: Uh, Hero by Enrique Iglesias.
5: Oh, what a great song. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely it's so great. good, Marnie. That there's no
4: regrets there, is there?
5: No,
3: it's a beautiful song.
4: Oh man. I've made a comedy video to that song where I crashed <laughs> my motor, my mountain bike and uh, hit my head on the ground, which is so. It's a great song,
5: Marnie. You
3: need to send it then. Send the
5: link. Yeah, I'll send you a link, Marnie, and send me a video of your wedding as well. How did it become? How did it become your wedding song?
3: Oh, uh, because. Oh, I love Enrique Iglesias and so my husband let me have it on my wedding, <laughs> my that,
4: wedding song. That came out, uh, I reckon, about 15 years ago yeah. Were you about, is that when your wedding was? About 25 years old for you?
6: 2004
5: 2004, yep, I reckon that's when it came out So it was a big song at the time It's very nice Neville on 133353 Married 17 years ago Neville, what was your wedding song?
3: Uh, Walking on Sunshine by Katrina
5: and the Oh, this is a killer <laughs>
4: What an upbeat song to have at your wedding. So were you dancing to that one, Neville? Yeah,
5: that was <laughs> my first dance. First <laughs> dance. It's so nice. It's such a great tune. Con, Floor filler. 30 years ago you were married. What was the song on your wedding day? Uh,
9: Guns N' Roses was Patience. Oh, nice. Is
4: just a patience. Okay. It's not, not an obvious choice, Con, for a wedding song.
9: I didn't pick it. The missus did. <laughs>
4: And, and have you had patience throughout the years?
9: Mate, I had to. You know that.
5: <laughs> happy wife, happy life, Con. You know, I,
9: I, you, you just took the words out of my mouth, dude.
5: <laughs> Con, any regrets from having this as your wedding song?
9: No, because they're a good band. You know the only regret I got? What? I went, I went and saw these guys two years ago at the Adelaide Oval because, yeah. because I couldn't get into Melbourne. I went to Adelaide to see them and they never sang it.
5: <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't sing it. It is a oh, slow a epic, isn't it? I mean, no regrets, though. No so you're
4: asking for people who have regretted their wedding song, Tom.
5: Well, this is what I want to go to now. One triple three five three. Did you regret your wedding song? I want people who have regretted your wedding song. Ash, did you regret yours? Well, I don't know about regret, but we made
1: it like a mix of music up so we could just play like before we got there and yeah. when it was going. And I was standing at the, I wouldn't say the altar, but ready to go and get married and. Yeah. My father-in-law was bringing down his daughter, and um, REM's "Everybody Hurt" came on.
4: How's <laughs> that happen?
5: Oh, God. oh my God! No, that's a regretful wedding song for sure. Yeah. So yeah.
4: was, it, was it a bad omen? Ash. Yeah. Seven years later. Yeah, it did uh, come true. Oh. <laughs> oh, you broke. You've divorced.
5: Yeah, for sure.
4: Yeah. Isn't <laughs> it? Isn't everybody?
5: One triple three five three. I want to hear if you regret your wedding song. Did you, did you make a choice where you look back now and you go, what have we done? Give us a call. You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Naughty After 9 returning in 10 minutes time. It's Blondie, Heart of Glass. You're on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. After a long weekend. A lot of tired eyes. Go to bed early tonight, guys. That's what I'd say. <laughs> uh, but right now, one triple three five three. We're asking, we're asking if you're regret- a radio your, host. Yes, uh, thanks, mate. We're asking if you regret your wedding song. We went to a wedding on the weekend. An absolute beautiful wedding song, time after time. Cy- Cindy Lauper. But I was thinking of regrettable wedding songs, Ollie. And I reckon that Jason Moraes "I'm Yours," wouldn't be up there. I reckon it's.
4: I just thought it's a bit shit. You've been panning it. I think it's a good song. It was a good song. It was a good album. It still is. Jason Mraz, you know, he's gone now. He's got nothing going for him now. No, he had an album last year. He had an album. Yeah. Well, never heard of it, so (laughs) it's not doing too well. Yeah. But you've asked Tom for songs that uh, either are regrettable or just strong. I thought about your wedding song, Tom, whether you would maybe have a dance to this one.
5: (laughs) Shut up, mate. An
4: all-gay wedding. Just all men just... Fist pumping
5: in the air, oh. dancing, stereotyping, yet again. Oh, I think this would be your wedding song.
6: Give me, give me, give me
5: a just because you're like, give me everything, you know. Your girlfriend Sarah is pretty He's much provides for the a, house. A
4: man. I'm, well, I'm not the gay one. I'm just yeah. fun and fruity.
5: Wayne on one triple three five three What was your wedding song, mate? My wedding song.
3: Yep. yep. My wedding song it. was The Doors, and it was The End. Oh no. This is
5: the
4: Why would you choose that song?
3: Because it's end of
4: my fun. Oh, so
5: oh, <laughs> okay. oh, good. And yeah. you called it before it even. And the... Wayne, it's an 11 minute song. Did you walk from the other side of the footy oval or something <laughs> to get to the aisle, or what was the deal? 11 minutes.
4: Ah, uh, rugby
3: oval. You're dead right when you say that. It was a, a point where. I had to change
4: my love Yeah, good on you, Wayne. Let me guess, the marriage lasted longer.
5: <laughs> Michael, triple three five three. what was your wedding song?
3: Uh, mum was Prisoner of Society, and it was to rub it into the in-laws and especially my mum because neither of them liked me or they didn't like my partner, so we were just young and we were a little brat,
6: so it was oh. very appropriate at the time.
5: Young, dumb, and full of anger. <laughs> Pretty much, mate, <mine. laughs>
4: <laughs> wow. So you so, danced to this song?
6: No, my wife walked down the aisle while I just said my mother-in-law. Because
4: you've got to walk slow normally when you do the aisle walk, but hard to walk slow to this song. Oh,
2: yeah. When you're kissing yourself laughing, it's, yeah, it, it's just yeah. excellent. It was a good day. <laughs>
5: did, they, did they pay for the wedding?
2: <laughs> no, definitely not. No,
5: no. wouldn't have thought. Well, then good on you. Uh, Tim, did you regret your wedding song at all, mate?
6: No, not at all, mate. Um, oh, yeah. a, a wedding, maybe, but not the song, no.
5: Why the wedding? Why do you regret the wedding?
6: Oh, that was all right for a while. I think we were married for about 12 years. I'm divorced now. Uh,
5: well, okay. That's a fair hint. What was the
6: song? In, uh, Honey Drippers' uh, Sea of Love.
5: Oh. I, I wasn't
3: allowed to have Led Zeppelin, so I snuck that one in under the uh, code <laughs> of uh, Honey Drippers. Yeah.
4: Why weren't you allowed Led Zeppelin?
6: Oh, uh, you know, uh, two rock and roll for a wedding and uh, a bit old-fashioned,
5: the mother-in-law and all that, you know. Right. Mm, uh, the old mother-in-law. Put an, in an unknown right. B-side by Rob Plant instead. <laughs> <laughs> God,
6: yeah.
5: yeah, but your wedding song still...
10: <laughs> very
5: grabby, Ollie. It's a good song. You're very grabby. Jimmy, Tom Jimmy. and Ollie on Triple M.